Hello, and welcome back to the RKV Podcast. My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers, back with your 2 by 2 retro review for the month of March 2022. We took a look at uh, two old favorites, two classics. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a bat-tacular 2 by 2 Indeed. In honor of Matt Reeves' recently released The Batman. Yes. Which I believe we were both pretty big fans of i, I certainly I was it, yes. you got to it a, a little later than i did i've seen it twice now looking mm-hmm. forward to the imminent release on uh hbo max are you going canless for this one no i forgot to put my cans on and then you're we wonder, wondering why you're not hearing can i hear you so i mean i can hear you but not i can't hear myself how's now, that okay cans are back on how's that Levels better coming, coming through, okay. A lot better. All right, but yeah, I think we're both pretty big fans of it. We kind of held off talking about it. Right. We're not going to do like a full-on review of that, but no. it'll be part of this discussion. So if you haven't seen The Batman, we'll try and still say stay fairly spoiler-free. Because at some point, if we can get the cousins, excuse me, the brothers Blanchard. Yes. The Cousins Blanchard. You can yes. call them that. It's fine. Our Cousins. The Brothers Blanchard. If we can get them on mic, I would love to do a a full-on Batacular retrospect. Like, Matt and I have done an episode around the time of BVS, I think, okay, yeah. where we kind of we looked through the franchises, but that was just me and him solo. I would love to get all of us on mic. We go through. We rank them. Uh all the live action. Yeah. Maybe we can bring in animated features. Like, we can do our, our overall ranking. Because I feel like I'm gonna we've now had this. Yeah. technically five. But you could argue, like, I think five is inarguable. And you could argue as many as six or seven distinct iterations yeah. of the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world's greatest detective. And I, yes. And I think. The Dark Knight. I think that's worth delving into oh yeah and of exploring course. so uh yeah just a note for everybody if you're if you're hearing this on the main feed uh in the month of april that's because you're not a patreon yes subscriber where you can get the two by two retro reviews uh on time technically uh, right. for the month that they're recorded in uh but also you'll have access to half of a brand new series that we've got coming up which is going to also overlap with the main feed we're going right. to rope you into coming in there but a uh, big exciting summer series which i think right now we're calling summers in the er yes we are yes okay this was a gavin brainchild yes where we'll be uh taking a look at some select episodes of the tv show er and uh talking about some of the guest stars who appear there's a lot of them. There's going to be, basically, Gavin's going to be throwing episodes my way. I'll be surprised by the guest star, and then I get to come to him and say, hey, okay, pick a movie from this said guest star, and then, then we're going to talk about that movie. It's going See, to be- and, I, and I've also, as a neat twist to some of them, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you one or two episodes here and there that have maybe more than one guest star. Right. And... If you don't find them all, <laughs> okay, I'm going to get to pick the movie of the guest star that I actually chose. Okay. You know, but if you do, then you can pick the movie of whoever, because there's somewhere they're like, oh my God, this person's in it. And then that person's in it. And there's some that'll fake you out because uh, I've just started the 15th season 
and um, fifteenth and final. It's pretty wild. And <laughs> one thing I think we will talk about, and in how in so much as how interesting it is, is when that show starts to compete with Grey's Anatomy, because mm-hmm. Grey starts while this is still running, and of course we all know Grey's is still running. It's gone on to be the longest medical drama ever. But I don't necessarily think that that means it's the best medical drama because there's a lot of stuff in ER that was new and groundbreaking. And only towards the latter part of that show do we get like a let's go outside the ER. Let's go do something with their lives. Whereas I feel like the reason possibly why Grey's Anatomy has been so wildly successful is it doesn't really give a shit about like the patients and stuff. At least I don't know. I never watched an episode, but everything I've heard is like, Oh, it's all about the doctors. It's, you know, with that. Right. Yeah. And so much as I'll make this one little joke and then we can move on to Batman. The minute I knew, Oh, wait a minute. Grace has already started. Is there's an episode where there's a surgeon that comes in and they talk about him having a problem. Like he has to like, you know, go relieve himself in the bathroom Mm-hmm. To the point that one of the nurses says to Neela, our surgeon, "Oh yeah, they call him Mick Creamy," and I'm like, "Okay, they're definitely poking fun at like right. Grays, thinking possibly they're, thinking they have the better show, and maybe or at the time like, they did. This ain't gonna last. Yeah, we've been here forever. Yeah, yeah. You're done. A three bit seasons. Of hubris. Later. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, yeah, that'll be. It's gonna be a fun series. Check us out. Patreon.com/slash/TheArcofE. Check us out at the $5 tier for all of that fun summertime goodness and your early access to uh, 2 by 2 Retro Reviews. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, generally we go one by one right. and uh, talk through these, but I think given the fact that I'm assuming everybody's way more familiar with these than maybe the average movie that we do on Hopefully these. so. Uh, I think we can kind of rope them into one giant discussion and, uh, yeah, just talk about how long, how long had it been since you'd seen 89 start to finish? Uh, five, six years, maybe. About the same for me. I always go probably. to returns before I, I get back to Same yeah. here. I've watched returns way more recently. Uh, I prefer it, but I was also glad that you were like, no, let's go back to the OG well, here's here's an interesting point I wanted to maybe we could talk about. I wanted to get into. Um, it's looking at each of these. We don't have to. We don't, again, we can we can compare it to the Batman because I think it's an interesting look at like what it is. But I like the idea of where we meet Batman in every movie, mm-hmm. how that plays out differently, completely differently, and. Batman Begins and Batman 89 um, versus where we find Batman in the Batman. So going from there, do you do you need an origin for Batman now? Like I, I can understand in, in Batman Begins, you had not had you, a, an origin, quote unquote, and since Batman 89. And possibly one of the things people remember about that is, oh, so you're telling me the Joker is the one who actually made him Batman? There's that thing, which right. I'm sure all the purists, Kevin Smith and all these the other people. The villain creates like, him. He right. creates his own villain. Right. right. So. Which kind of happens in Batman Begins as well. How do you figure? 
he's trained by oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ducard, Ra's al Ghul, right? Who makes him Batman in some ways, mm-hmm. and then he has to be yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So and then he in turn creates his own villain by not becoming a part of the League of Shadows, right? Because if he had, they would have been allies. Like, yeah. I'm saying it, it's the same thing. There's just no vat of chemicals. Involved. Exactly. Okay. The chemicals are in the water supply. It's more realistic that way. Right. So, if you can remember, you're watching this, trying to watch 89 now in a adult setting. Yeah. Do you feel like it would have been grounded in any sort of realism in its day? Or are we still operating in like a wild fantasy world? Well, I've, of course, I've I've listened to the aforementioned Kevin Smith talk for hours about the distinction of like, yeah, at the time, this was like, oh, somebody's taking it seriously. Because you're coming off the back of the Adam West. Like, that's what people think of as Batman right. at that point. And except for comic book readers who had read Dark, Dark Knight, Knight Returns, yeah. Year One, etc. And we're like, nope, this is what Batman is now. Right. Like, people don't know. They don't understand. So, I I can see that a bit at the time. Mm-hmm. But it's also, going back to it now, it's like, this. It, that is a phase. And, yes, Schumacher comes in and, like, it is the... It's taking kind of the core of the Burton aesthetic and just like blowing it out mm-hmm. in a crazy different direction. But that, though, to me, those four movies are that's one era right. of the bat. Mm-hmm. Even though people want to put a dividing line between the Burtons and the Schumachers, but it's like he's not trying to like all of a sudden undo the previous two movies. He's just kind of upping his aesthetic. Right. But it's like you know. We're into this. Yeah, because he's already established in both the Schumacher ones. There is no reference point of, like, you know, Thomas and Martha's murder. Like, you see flashbacks of, like, different times, but you don't see the actual event happen, you know, in the way that, like, it's mirrored in the opening of Batman 89. And we do get the flashback sequence of it actually happening and all that. And one thing we can get into in a minute when we're talking about Batman Begins is I, if we're talking about those four the the 89 and the 90s output we can do my favorite thing i like to do which is to talk about when batman begins comes out what that does what that kicks off and how that shift paradigm shift in the world like affected what we see and now having had maybe a slightly more of a paradigm shift how that relates to the batman that we have now in this century this decade you know yes so, huh. where to and it's, begin? Yeah. <laughs> well, I personally, I think that's the thing I like about Batman Begins is that I get to see this guy go from child who loses everything, adult man who is fed up with everything, and how that journey turns into like, him coming back to the city that he loves. I love the like the love of the city is a huge thing down the line. My city. Yeah. You don't get that My from city needs me. Exactly. <laughs> you don't get that a lot in like any of the stuff from the nineties. There's nothing about like, oh I love Gotham so much I have to do this. There's yeah. no there's no tortured soul in there. 
It's just like this guy just does this. So like, he is just Batman. You know what I mean? A few things there. One area you didn't mention, which going back to it, I was like, oh, I forget there is like a solid little section there is like young, douchey Bruce Wayne, like fresh out of co- flunking out of college Bruce Wayne right? kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But when he comes back and like he's going to murder Joe Chill, shout out to Richard Brake, who I totally forgot was, yes. in, it was in Batman Begins. <coughs> um, but yeah, when he comes back and like he has it just going back to this now, a few weeks removed from the Batman, where of course there was a certain amount of reaction like, Oh yeah, he's so emo, and most people are like, "Oh, he's so emo." I love it, which I love that it's turned now from like that used to be a dirty word, but mm-hmm. now it's like no people are into it. But I'm like, but yeah, people are like, "Oh yeah, I kind of like that." Like Pattinson's version is like he's kind of a naive, like petulant, like child in some aspects, and I'm like, yeah, and Bale gets to like play that little shade too. You just forget about that little section of Batman mm-hmm. Begins, and yeah, like you're saying, you also get the most time you ever spend with any childhood version of him and actually establishing any kind of relationship with the parents i think it is kind of the definitive or like it's the most well done origin story now you can talk about the actual like the murder of the parents like what version of it is the most effective across all the movies and i might argue that the tim burton ultra stylized if you remove the fact that it's the joker and like in the context of when we're seeing that it's a reveal that like Oh shit! The Joker killed my parents. Well, and see, um, you can you to me, you can revisit that now and be like, "That's just him. He's so far removed from that that memory that because he knows who Jack Napier is, he's imprinting like, what if it, it was a young? It could have been anybody. It could have right. been, but in his mind's eye, it's like. But the movie it, clearly wants it wants it yeah to, it yeah. wants you to yeah it, the, there's you you'd have to make a big leap on your own interpretation, but that's just what happens when you dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. No, it's just. Right. It's going to happen. Never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> okay. Uh, this so, town needs an enema. Yeah. What? Let's get into that first, though. Yes. Do you think Batman 89 has any staying power if anyone else is the Joker? Because Jack is the only reason I remember Batman 89. Yes, Michael Keaton's great. I know what he was leading up to this. He was a kind of a comedy guy, Johnny Dangerously, Night Shift, all that. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is after this. I thought Beetlejuice was before. Maybe they're the same year. I thought Beetlejuice I thought was Beetlejuice 80. was like 88. Maybe it was. Let me look. Call me crazy. Let me see. I thought that was part of the whole thing. Is they were like, you want Beetlejuice to be Batman? Hmm. Maybe you're right. I, um, I, you know, I didn't see. Oh, 88. Yeah. Okay. So the year before this. So... Yeah, all right, so you got Beetlejuice's Batman, and then you've got, pick, Nate, take your pick of whoever, being the Joker, whatever you want to call Jack Nicholson. He's got tons of iconic characters. Jake, if you want to call him that. But do you think it has that, obviously, Nicholson is the star of the movie. Like, he's right. got first He's bill. the above the title guy. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Jack Nicholson in Batman. Not right. is Batman. Exactly. In Batman. And it's like that that's one of those shifts that you're like, you don't you just you don't see that happening to the point that you don't really like I can't think of the last time they really did that. Right. Where it was like, quote unquote, the leading guy is kind of like a little bit unproven as a leading man. Mm -hmm. And you get like a powerhouse to be the villain. Like, I can't. 
Right. I can't really think of the last time that happened. Well, ever. Yeah. In like the in the superhero genre or just like movies at large, I guess. Right. I mean, so, you have instances of like people on the come up then working with like legendary older actors. That's kind of a trend, but that's not really what we're talking about here. No. You know, okay, here's the other element. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. Uh, nobody else, it, it would not have the staying power right. if you remove that from the equation. And, I mean, a lot of other elements. The the Anton first Batmobile, the whole aesthetic, the score, the Danny Elfman music. Like, a lot a lot of it is working in consort with each other. What are you, what are you looking at? I'm looking at what Bale had done up until this point to where people would know him from going into Batman Begins, besides the machinist. He was around, and I feel like American Psycho had had enough of a life where people... I feel like going into Batman Begins, it was people in the know, like movie heads, were super amped that he was about to be Batman. But yes, I think your larger movie-going public probably didn't really have much of an association with this guy so it probably was more of a keaton thing to your average moviegoer honestly not in as much as like oh this is kind of an off the wall choice more of like a oh there's a new batman movie and it's like i don't really matter who batman is i'll give this thing a shot and i think it had been enough time removed from the schumacher of it all uh and Clooney being your last guy where it's like that's that's a total product of like that was a of the moment casting like this is the dude like this seems like what he should be doing in his career and as a result of what happens with that movie you see him make a very strategic decision to like never really ever do anything like that again which i think he's primed for i believe if he came back and just went balls to the wall with something some established property already but yeah i mean you're 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 talking that's what and that's what I'm thinking is because like I'm yes Beetlejuice is a big hit and I forget that that comes out and that's kind of like okay but it's still a comedy like you haven't seen every one of these it feels like with the person that they're making Batman it's a choice that you could look at and be like huh but when you see it you're like oh yeah of course that works like there's a reason casting people are casting people you know what I mean like they know what they're what they're going to get but to me, I just, I remember Christian Bale younger, obviously American Psycho, but I'm trying to think of it. I don't really think the of it. The Machinist was right before this. Right. That was definitely a thing for me. I'm trying to, because I was on the, the train of like, oh, hell yeah, Christian mm-hmm. Bale's going to be in this. I also really remember being excited by, we knew Killian Murphy was going to be in it. Yeah, that's who, I, honestly, that's who I go to <laughs> Batman Begins for because I'm like, my, my, yeah. Well, and he almost was. Batman, of course. Right. You can go look at his screen test. And Josh Hartnett's as well. Um, but yeah. Actually, I don't know if there is a Hartnett screen test. But he was definitely... Those were the three hmm. that it was down to. And Bale seems like kind of the, the odd man out of that, of that bunch, which I guess is honestly why he rises to the crop. Yeah, and that makes sense. Because the other because... two are more tall, lanky... Right. A little bit more youthful. Mm-hmm. But Bale, of course, you can style him to look any number of ages. And it he, works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He ages through this pretty convincingly, I feel yeah. like. Uh, so, but yeah, going back to your point of, of the Joker, I'm like, yes, 100% Nicholson steals the movie. He 
is what is still re- he has all the best lines. He's everything you remember about it. And I mean, this is part of why like Keaton eventually doesn't want to do the third one because he's like the villains. Just like he's like I'm just I'm just there. Like mm-hmm. there's not they get to do all the fun shit, and I'm just like I'm just in this rubber suit for like eight hour days. Like fuck this man. Yeah. No, I don't want to do it anymore. Right. And so he bails also because Tim Burton is out at that point. Right. I do think it's interesting, though, that Keaton in 89 has one of the only instances where, like, the love interest, like, beside, I mean, yes, you have it Batman against whatever, but, like, even throughout, like, Michelle Pfeiffer doesn't figure it out until at the very end, right before she dies, right? Kind of at the party before the right. before the climax. Right. Yeah. So it's just interesting because, like, knowing, having seen the Batman, and I'm thinking in certain scenes, I'm like, yo, her face is just out there. Like, the cops see her face. Like, they know who she is. Right. Did you not maybe want to hide this? Especially when they, they go back to the signal and she's got somebody there, you know? And I'm like, yeah. she doesn't she doesn't give a shit about people knowing what she who she is yeah but they go to such great links and i that's one of the things i did appreciate about the the christian bale batman is that there is no gordon doesn't find out who he is until the very end of that that trilogy quote unquote yes and i don't do we ever realize in the 60s batman that like commissioner gordon knows it's Bruce Wayne. Like, it's like a wink and a nod that like, I, I, there's so many times, but I remember episodes where it's like, well, you, you know, I would think yeah, this. And I they feel kinda, like, like they you play get, around with that a lot, right. but I don't think that ever becomes a thing. Yeah. Well, and it's just, I like the idea that like, at I mean, least, we're still, the, the, again, one of my favorite things about the show is it's like, there is no bad signal. He just fucking calls him up and he's like, Hey, yo, yo yeah. Riddler's in town. Can you, uh, yeah. can you come over? Yeah. Um, Atomic batteries to power, turbines to speed. I have the box set sitting right behind me. I've, I've been debating digging it out. That would be a dope one to go back and. I just so so many colors, just the colors of all. And Dude, I think the, the remastered Blu-rays look incredible. Oh, I'm it sure. is such a fun show. To, to and I'm sure, to like watch. that being in everyone's mind, when you get the dark, gray, grim backdrop of '89's Batman, you're like, oh shit. What, what am well, I doing here? and then as a result of that, like when you have the Joker in all his glory and everything, it pops a right. lot more. And of course, I will always have a soft spot for this this movie in particular, and Returns continues it. But he establishes what then leads into the animated series. I mean, the animated series does not exist without right. The 89, it doesn't exist without 89 and returns, aesthetically speaking. Mm-hmm. And the whole like retro futurism where it's like we're kind of in the 40s, but everything's super badass. Right. And like, you know, you got the German expressionism in there a little bit, but the cars are still kind of old and like beat up. And yeah, aesthetically, that's why I'm like, I, I feel like it is the strongest until we get to the batman i feel like the new the batman oh yeah is the most like to me fully realized aesthetic version of gotham do we do we know I've seen did, they, did they shoot the same city as like but well, they shot chicago as, as gotham right in batman begins yes right 
Right. But with the Batman, where did they shoot? All over the place. And okay. that was kind of the point. Was to yeah, it never felt like any shot, other Gotham I'd ever seen. They shot seen some in London. Right. They shot they shot wherever it made sense for like what they were trying to convey essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. And do you? I mean, do you think? Well, the next big question: Do you think we need like now, like in nineteen eighty nine? Right. Or maybe let's just say since then. We'll just we are in nineteen eighty nine. Right. Yes. Um. What was do, the question? Can you repeat the question? Do you, do you feel that you need the origin story at all now? Because in uh, presently no, or in eighty nine, I'm no, so confused with what you're both, saying. Both, like in eighty nine, like do you feel like by the time we obviously in eighty nine you have to do some kind? Of, I don't want to say retconning, but you're you're giving the world an entire feel, new vision. I feel like. To a certain extent, you never needed it. Right. Because I feel like, and it's it's part of why the movie opens the way it does, because it's almost a fake out. And I always remember that, because every time I would rewatch it as a kid, I always was like, oh, that's that's little Bruce in right. the opening or whatever. And, you know, not get, it never even played for me on the level that it should as like an adult movie watcher, where it's like, yeah, he's playing with your expectations. It's like, no, Batman's here. He's fully fleshed out already. This isn't an origin story. Right. And I feel like you could do that at the time because it's weird. He's so ever-present, like, as a character. Right. That in the same way I feel like, well, ask anybody, how Peter Parker become Spider-Man? Well, he was bitten by a radioactive spider, and then his Uncle Ben was killed by Robert, and he didn't prevent it, and he could have. And, uh, yeah, great power comes great responsibility. Like, people who have never read that in text and had never seen a movie up until the Sam Raimi movie came out right. could probably tell you that. Right. In the same way that I feel like everybody knows, oh, his parents were killed and, you know, probably knew, oh, in an alley. Maybe they know Crime Alley. Maybe they don't. But you know the basic setup. Right. So I think they didn't need to do it. And then when it feigns at the opening of, like, oh, we're not actually doing it. You almost aren't expecting him to then really go back to the flashback well. Right. And then also at the same time be revealing, ooh, huge twist. We're saying the Joker did it. Which is so wild to see now because it's a decision that, like, I'm like, if they did that in one of these current ones, right. people would be furious. Exactly. They would be like, that's so, oh, that's ridiculous. Like, you can't, no, the Joker should be mysterious and, like, all this other because they have the Heath Ledger thing in their brain. Like, if you did it now, mm-hmm. people would not accept it. Right. And, again, I think it's because shit was just so unproven at the time. They're just, they're essentially just throwing shit at a wall. And I feel like Jack Nicholson was the guarantor of, like, hey, we'll do okay if we got Jack just going hog wild. Like, now, let him cook. Is there a reason why they didn't let Billy D. Williams be Two-Face? In the 90s? Because they set him up as Harvey Dent in 89. There's some story behind it, I feel like. Uh, that but he gets great. like contractually shafted for some bullshit yeah. reason. Then they end up making him white. It's Tommy Lee Jones. Because I feel like that's the way you go. Like, I mean, part of me wants to be like, give me somebody I've never seen on camera before. Give me a villain I've never seen on camera that's at all. What, moving forward. That's what, to be fair, I remember being so exciting when we... We're getting the first details of Batman Begins. Right. When they announce, oh, it's going to be Scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul. Like, 
what? I didn't know who Ra's al Ghul was. I was like, huh? I mean, I were, I had Ooh, to show. Yeah. I had to be reminded, like, oh yeah, the dude who dresses in like the emerald green and has the crazy facial hair, right? But I didn't even remember the whole Talia and like all of that. Yeah. Stuff. So, but I just remember thinking like, oh, this is cool. They're doing something different. And then I remember hearing like, oh, and Zaz, and I remember thinking like, oh, who's that? I've never heard of him before. And I was right. like, oh, he's in the comics that you haven't been reading for right. the last like twenty years. Um, well, at that point. I don't know. Yeah, because there's a lot what? of that's that's the one thing I will say about Nolan is like for the the direction they took to like know he was building a foundation. I feel like it plays very well to the point that you were talking about the costume and like how it doesn't do him any justice, like that first outfit. But when you get to the latter ones, you're like, okay, like it it's well, yeah. A bit and more granted, iconic. I haven't seen those in a bit, but yeah, going back to this, I was just like, he doesn't look badass as Batman. Right. He doesn't look cool in this outfit at any point in this movie. But it's practical. The, the face is not doing him any favors. I don't like how it's molded to him. It makes his like whole mouth section look very odd. The whole neck thing, which as you mentioned, becomes a thing in Dark Knight Return or Dark the Dark Knight, excuse mm-hmm. me, where he wants to be able to turn his head. It gets a little more sleek and aerodynamic looking. But to that point, for me Give me the Batman mm-hmm. and that suit design all day yeah. long. I look forward to an upgraded version of it right. in the sequel, but I love the look of that and the genius decision to just let him have so much more of his face than any other of these mm-hmm. actors have had, shy of Adam West. Yeah. Design-wise, it is the closest to the Adam West yes. Batman You're cowl. Right. Yeah. It's got the stubbier ears, more top half of the face, and way more jawline mm-hmm. and open exposure on the sides. And he's even got the little, like, collar, kind of. Yeah, that was the I thing just, I, 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 I the most was, the, like, the little... I just, I think he looks, as, again, going back to Batman Begins here, and then just thinking back to the Batman, I'm like... Every single time you see him in the Batman, I'm like, it looks so fucking cool, dude. Yeah. He just or if you're in that universe, you're like, this, this motherfucker is scary. Yeah, like the scenes where, like the opener, where he's just like quietly, you just hear him walking. He's oh, not the like, footsteps, man. He's I love not, it. He love hasn't, it. and that's what I was getting at when I was asking you about do we need the origin story? Because I appreciate the origin in Batman Begins, but I love that we don't really know how long he's been Batman in 89. He doesn't have a signal, obviously. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. But I love that this is two years into the Gotham project, so to speak, in the Batman. And they already have a signal. And as, you know, spoilers, he's already done some stuff. He's already taken down the Joker, apparently. Or just John Doe at this time, not the Joker yet. Did you watch the deleted scene? I did. Yeah, so are you thinking he put the makeup on... Once he got to prison, I'm thinking whatever they did, he had to do to bring him in is what fucked his whole face and head up. And he's recovering from that. I mean, Matt Reeves has said it's like a, it's supposed to be like a degenerative disease, like an actual thing that people have. So I don't know. And I also don't know how much they're going to explore it in the sequel, but you didn't watch the deleted scene. I did. Yeah. We had the conversation with him. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I like, I don't want it though. I want him to be. I want him well, to be behind I, bars with the Riddler, and I want somebody brand new. See, I've never I know seen some before. people were like, "Oh man, they got to tease the Joker again." Like, what the hell? Like, why do we have to spend time on this? 
And I didn't take it that way at all. I thought it was so cool, the idea of like, oh, he already took down this version of Batman. He already took down the Joker once. We know the Joker will inevitably break out. But I took it more as like, you're just setting that on the back burner for like three, potentially. Yeah. Because they have the potential here to do something that Nolan was never able to fully execute on. Because we know that Heath was always meant to be a part of the third in the trilogy. Right. And then basically the entire movie gets reworked after he dies. So potentially here he can actually tell this long overarching story where it's like, yeah, we set up villains here, but we have a payoff of them down the road. Because this kind of, the Batman to me follows more of the, what what would you say book-wise? Is it the long? It's pulling a lot from Long Halloween. Long Halloween. Which to be fair, so does Batman Begins in some aspects. And year one. Yeah. And year, yes, year one's a lot. Uh, one uh, that I've heard referenced a lot recently is Batman Ego, which I have not read, mm-hmm. which is like a, it's basically, it's like a chamber piece, I guess. Batman and Bruce are kind of like split into two separate entities hmm. and they're having it out with each other over who is, because obviously that's a huge theme of the new one, which is like part of what I loved about it. Um, Like, 90% more Batman than most Batman movies. Yes. Like, a lot of Batman. Yeah. Like, not very much Bruce Wayne. And I saw some people that were like, oh, yeah, always well, kind of unproven in the Bruce Wayne factor. And I'm like, I don't disagree with that, but I like that we're actually, it's a way to reverse it where it's like, when he shows up in Batman Begins, it's like, he's kind of already the man at doing the douchey rich guy thing. Oh yeah, he's got of his cover story, and that is one of my favorite aspects of the Christian Bale, right. Bruce Wayne, Batman dynamic. Mm-hmm. As many issues I may have with the voice, as like I don't think he's like particularly badass in any moments in the suit. Like suit doesn't do him any favors and everything. But the moments with him as Bruce Wayne, like being charismatic or being douchey or like subtly yeah. intimidating people. Are incredible because Christian Bale's the fucking man and he's a great fucking actor and he's you see the trajectory of Patrick Bateman to Bruce Wayne you see mm-hmm. the instinct of like this is why I would cast this guy because he can do this and I kind of trust him to be able to do the other side of this thing too um so another thing with his Batman that I noticed this time through a lot more fun than I remembered. Oh yeah, a lot more quippy. Mm-hmm. Like moments where he like bursts through a door and the like when he blows a hole uh, through the prison when he's escaping at one point, um, and he's just like, "Excuse me," to two inmates who are just sitting there. Or moments with the kid who like reoccurs, a uh, little mm-hmm. Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Yeah, but where he like gives him the tool and shit, which is stuff that like, I don't know. I feel like most people would be like would kind of forget that like oh that's in there mm-hmm. because in the same way that we sit there and we look at 89 and it's like oh yeah you thought of this as like gritty at the time but now it plays more like the more 66 fun. batman more, camp, yeah. more fun and campy it's like you think of nolan's as oh the grounded serious right like heavy gravitas batman it's like no it very much is an in-between cusp superhero movie because think about what we're coming in the wake of what we're what we've gotten up to this point spider-man 2 okay x2 which i feel like are at its time was considered like the best best superhero movie for quite a while yeah yeah the bar to be to, to beat and so 
this is like we didn't talk about it in these terms at the time because it wasn't this Marvel versus DC. Right. It was all just like it's all different studios. It's not, you know, we're not comparing them property wise. It's just these are comic book movies right now. Right. We didn't have the lines drawn in the sand. But it has more in common with those that era of superhero movies right than it does with the one that it ultimately ends up inspiring for a bit with dark knight right because that's the other thing and i have i i basically was waiting until we recorded this to like i'm going to go back and rewatch dark knight for the 40th 50th time whatever yeah. and i'm interested to see because in some ways i kind of like this one that exists more in this it's heightened, like it's grounded and it's taking it seriously, but it's still having some fun. And yeah, it takes and a while till you get to a joke. I think I counted and it's like 42 minutes in or something. But as soon as he shows back up on the tarmac after he blows up Ra's al Ghul's place, saves Liam Neeson, and you know, shows up on the tarmac and Alfred gets off and they start having banter. I remember in the theater and rewatching it this time where I was just like, fucking Michael Caine. Yeah. Dude, just nobody will ever top him and it's why i don't need uh, like i like dandy circus oh, in the new yeah one. i appreciate i like jeremy irons in the uh in the bad flick uh flicks but i don't need a uh i don't need a deep bruce alfred relationship because the one across this series the bale series the bale kane interactions mm-hmm are just so strong i'm like you don't even really need to try and touch it it needs to be a different dynamic um, right which i think the circus one will be when he's not confined to a hospital bed essentially the yeah brother just blew him up yeah yeah and and well talking about that i think it's interesting talking about the paradigm shift so all those that you're talking about including batman begins are all post 9-11 they're coming at a time where like we need superhero movies. We need them. Mm-hmm. We don't know we do, but we need them. You know, very famously, they had to change the whole Spider-Man traps a, a helicopter between the Twin Towers. Right. A lot of that stuff. So by the time that you get to the Dark Knight, we've had enough time to sit with ourselves and think about what we did in the wake of needing all these superhero movies. You know, we went into one country, then we went into another, and we got dragged down, and we lost the goal, eye on the prize, there were no weapons of mass destruction, blah, blah, blah. So, by the time that The Dark Knight comes along, you're dealing, that movie, you know, is about the effects of terrorism and, like, what it means to, like, have these things happen in a real-world setting. And there are some... some well, you, I, mean, if, I was going to say, if you want to get into that, I mean, Batman Begins, a huge portion of like this version of the character and this origin point hinges on a morality question, which right. is essentially, you guys both have the same goal. You want to fight injustice. Mm-hmm. Henry Ducard, or Ross Al Ghul, Liam Neeson, Taken. One of the first times he's, he's been a big bad guy. Maybe some says, other ones, but like this is the first one I remember him being a bad yeah, guy. Yeah, and uh, and going back to this again, kills it. Yeah. And it worked, really did work in the theater at the time, because I remember based on all the trailers, I was like, oh, it's Kim Watanabe. 
obviously mm-hmm. he's going to be the big bad yeah and then he's dead within like the first 40 minutes and you're like oh oh shit okay and then i was like i know scarecrow's in this but i don't i don't know how this is right going to connect and also rewatching it this time i was like oh everything is very christopher nolan-y swiss watch like everything everything moves e- everything well, is and everything connects it's right. like okay why is <laughs> why is the uh vaporizer or whatever that they need that's stolen um going around well it's because once he once rucker hauer took the company public he started investing in all these military operations and everything Mm-hmm. So that's why, oh, Wayne R&D has all of the shit that is now, like, being used against them, but is also the basis for, like, oh, they have these military contracts, so here's all this unused shit that never went into production that is his use. practical version of this is how I became Batman. Mm-hmm. And it's to like po- it all, like, well, there's, the, no, there's no superfluous shit. Everything folds back into itself, which I feel like is a very Christopher Yeah, Nolan-y to the point that, like, you have, you have Katie Holmes's boss, like, no, things are working differently. Wait, this is, and, like, he gets murdered trying to investigate what happens. And to her to be like, you know... Hey, I got to start looking for my boss. He's probably the bottom river. What does that set up? Sets up fucking Harvey Dent in the next movie because this guy died. And when you watch it, you're like, "Does what and is? Why am I seeing her this?" New romantic interest, and it's like, right. "Oh yeah, this is kind of her thing." Look That's what happened funny. in your quest to make your city great. The right. DA gets killed. Well, and she's the one who puts puts him onto Falcone in the first place, right? Which in turn is what puts him onto what's actually going on with the Scarecrow, which what's actually going on with the league of shadows and it all ropes back into itself. Right. And yeah. Cause see, I think of it as like, as opposed to, one, as, th- excuse me, as opposed to, cause I don't want to ignore it. I feel like we're favoring begins a little bit as opposed to 89, which if you step back and look at the plot of this movie, Vicki Vale and Batman spend one night together, excuse me, Vicki Vale and Bruce Wayne spend one night together and presumably are, like, madly in love afterwards. Yes. Okay. Within a very quick span of time, even though he's like, yeah, I got to go out, to, out of town on business for a few days. And then she stalks him, is slowly discovering his origin story. Right. Essentially. Um, because he's more like a recluse in this one. Like, nobody knows anything. It's like the Wayne murder was forgotten, which is kind of fucking weird. Right. There's also the weird thing of, like, he has a Again, party we at his don't, house. We don't know how long he's been doing this, but like, Gord, like he's still kind of a legend as far as the underworld is concerned. And like, Gordon's never had any real interaction with him. To the yeah, till till the scene that makes the Joker. He's like, keep a lid on it until yeah. we. That's why, like, when you get to begins, like, in the same way that like the Batman delivered on a lot of things, where I was like, I've always wanted to see this in a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. It's the things I've always wanted now that we've had so many iterations. At the time Batman Begins came out, I remember thinking, like, I love that, like, he's working with Jim Gordon. Yeah. Like, they're finally doing it because you have four movies prior where Jim Gordon is just, like, nothing like the version we know from the animated series. Right. Nothing like the version we know if you've read any of the comic books at all. And, and that's it's probably just, my favorite thing about year one is the Jim Gordon part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. One of the best of the animated DC movies as well mm-hmm. with Cranston as uh, Jim Gordon and Ben McKenzie as Batman. Huge recommend. It's on HBO Max. 
as are all of these, I think. Yeah. I don't are. know if 89 is right now. It may be Hulu specifically. I think it is on Hulu. 89 I think Hulu, Hulu. I think Hulu has the 80s and 90s output, and then HBO has the... They rotate, though, because, of course, Warner Brothers is mostly on HBO Max. Well, and to bring up your point of, like, animation, one of the things I really hope that they could do, they could very well do in this, in the sequel. We know that this is two years in, but one of my favorite sequences is his first attempt as Batman. When he's in the mask of the phantasm where he's on the highway, stopping the truckers from being robbed. And he's like, they're not afraid of me. Like I have to do something to make them afraid of me. I have to look afraid. Cause he's literally just in like a balaclava and like, which a utility you get thing. a little bit of in Batman begins, which I love right. a little nod to. I always was like, yeah. Oh, he saw phantasm. Exactly. Or maybe David Goyer did, but me. Yeah. yeah. But like, I've always wanted this and I got a little bit of that in Batman begins, but I would love to see his actual first night as Batman through Robert Pattinson. Like, I would love to see what that's like. Is it the cape and the cow always, or is it just more of like a protective helmet that like covers? I feel his like eyes? it's his lo-fi, you know, when you see him scouting out areas and when he's doing his, like, I'm basically, I'm incognito as a homeless person. I call it kind of his Mr. Robot. Well, cause I call it of, his good time. Yeah. Good time. Honestly, yeah, yeah. he just looks like, you know, he just mm-hmm. walked out of a bank robbery. He's trying not to get recognized. Right. Uh, Oh my god! I cannot wait to rewatch it on HBO. Yeah, I am so excited. Um, to that point, look again. We're jumping all over the place, but I, I love Gary Oldman and their interactions in these. But do Jeffrey Wright in the new one, man? I it was so worth it. He might be my favorite. It was Gordon. so worth it to know, know that, like, when when we watched No Time to Die, and it was the end of an era for thing. I was like, God damn it! But in the back of my mind, I was like, you know what? He is Jim Gordon, though. Like, he's he's Jim Gordon. It's going to be okay. Dude, still feel like we never really got to explore J.K. Simmons. Because he's in those, but not really. No, he's in for like two seconds. For like very brief periods of time. And of course, I mean, I love the, again, the movie we got is might be my favorite live action Batman movie ever. I'm referring to The Batman. Mm-hmm. But just remember, originally, that was supposed to be Batflick. Yeah. So imagine old, grizzled, Dark Knight Returns-style Batflick in this in a similar plot to that. Keep most of the elements the same. You know. Yeah, no, I... Th- and that'd that's, be interesting. Well, see, here's my thing. This is a thing I said. Maybe this is an unpopular opinion. This, the Batman, you could be... This could just be year two and like Batman versus Superman and Justice League. That's year 52. It could be. It isn't. But it fits in in so much that the Joker fits as its own standalone thing in the DC universe because you do have Martha and Thomas in there. They do get killed. This, if you wanted to, could fit into those it's not it's its own thing completely and i appreciate it and i want this moving forward i don't need another batman i don't need there to be any more bat flick anymore i was genuinely terrified right up until credits rolled that the batman matt reeves the batman which up until that point i had 
loved even more than I could have possibly imagined. And I was just, I was clenching because I was like, do not connect this to Todd Phillips Joker. Right. Do not do it. Mm -hmm. I was like, if there is some last minute thing where you're going to tell me that that was a prequel, we're in the same universe as that movie, I will... I, I will dock this two points immediately. I will call bullshit. And I'm so glad that they didn't because I'm so glad that it is. It For me, it was refreshing, dude. In a sea of like all the Marvel in, interconnectivity, whatever DC is doing between like, I love Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, kind of don't see how any of it is going to have any effect on like what they're doing as a whole with Aquaman or Wonder Woman or Flash which we may eventually possibly sometime get eventually but Keaton's coming back which Keaton's that, supposed right? to be in yeah. yeah but I think it got delayed another, like it's 2023 again or whatever but I was just so happy that like no this is its own thing it's its own universe he's got his own sandbox to play in oh yeah it's not beholden to tying into anything well it's the same way when they did the cartoon The Batman like it's its own like it doesn't carry i don't think it carries any voice actors over from the previous batman robin adventures or whatever it is and to that point that's the one thing that i hope we can keep moving forward is that there's no sidekick i see because here's the thing i went back and i did all the seasons of teen titans okay and i appreciate um sir jorah being bruce wayne in that show. You're talking about the live action Teen Titans. Yes. Yes. I appreciate him being Bruce Wayne. It's just called Titans, right? Or maybe it's just Titans, maybe. Yeah. I think that's right. Um and also available on HBO. Yes. Huge plug for HBO. I watched that HBO. when I was um when I got sick with what I thought was COVID but wasn't COVID. Um just ran through all of it and it was great. Um and I just, you know, I don't want a kid sidekick. I don't want another thing. I just want to, I, I want him by himself like he has been. Not saying that JGL wasn't great as like a, you can help me out as a cop thing in Dark Knight Rises, but I like it just being him, world's greatest detective. And that's what I loved about the Batman more. It's like, there's never been more detective work than that. You get a little bit of it in 89 where he's like, the police are going about it all wrong. It's these three chemicals that are put together. Put a notice out that you can't mix these three. These will, this will stop happening. That's the only little glimmer you That's, get of again, him being a detective. The again, rest of it. He seems like he's been doing this for forever in that movie. Mm -hmm. He has all the tech. He has the bat wing. Yes. He has all this shit. And it's just like, but nobody knows. Like, but everybody seems like they're just meeting him for the first right. time. Like you're telling me he's never had an interaction with Commissioner Gordon in all this time prior. Right. He's never run into the cops. I don't know. And then Alfred, who again, going into Batman Begins, I was like, nobody will ever replace Michael Go. Like he's yeah. iconic. And then mm -hmm. within five minutes, I was like, I love you, Michael Caine. Be my grandfather, please. Like yes. you know. Um, Alfred is terrible in 89 Batman. Yes. He fucks him over at every turn. Every single goddamn turn. <laughs> he's, he's like, 
I got to go out of town on business for a few days. Okay, Alfred, I'll see you when you guys get back. We're not going anywhere, dear. I'm like, but dude, fucking, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> he says it to him in returns. Yeah, Alfred, who let and, and Vicky Vale into the Batcave? Yeah, like, I'm, hello? Yeah. See, and that's the only thing about it that, like, I think. You know the only thing this Alfred's good for? Getting him a nice, refreshing diet coke. Yes. Do you remember that trailer? Oh God, yes. You see when earlier when you were saying, would Nick would this movie exist without Nicholson? To me, it wouldn't exist Nicholson, without product, please, but it all, also Diet Coke because I remember so vividly that <sighs> promo. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. With the with the Diet Coke can that had the bat wings that kind of came out and then like yep. draped around. Yes, I remember that. And then the the Warner Brothers catalog on the VHS with Bugs Bunny. Yeah. And yeah. Um but yeah, to your point, like what was I gonna say? Sorry, I got kinda lost. No, no, no. Yeah, Alfred does fuck him over at every turn. And he has been doing this forever. But also like no one's no one has seen him. You know what I mean? And it's just weird that like you're just kind of thinking like, so who's he been fighting? Like if this is his first like iconic villain. Right. And it also is the origin point. It also argues it's like, shouldn't shouldn't you be done, dude? Like, yeah, you avenged your parents' death. It's over, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. do you have any reason to keep doing that? Exactly. Oh, they're gonna yeah. put. Oh, he. They. I love do the wanna, end. Of, do you want to take eight years off? Do you want to take eight years off, bro? Oh, they gave us. The, the, he gave us a signal. Okay, that's nice. But there's no. No, that's what I was gonna say. There's never any inference in any of the '90s output that like. If found out, he will be arrested for vigilanteism and taken to jail and prosecuted with the full extent of the law. Right. Where at, right as in like Batman Begins, Michael Caine makes a joke about like, he says like, oh, I'm going to tell him it was y'all your idea or whatever. All right. Whatever, you know, when it's all said and done. And all of those operate from the idea of like, from Batman Begins on, it's can we trust this guy? He's a vigilante. He's, he's making us look bad at our jobs, whatever, whatever. But can we do this? Whereas everything else is just like, well, we're just so happy he's here. There's just so much crime. We can't, you think especially, we can deal with all of especially it? Especially when you get into the Schumacher ones, it is way more in the vein of the 66 Batman ones where it's just like, he's just hanging out with the public. Like he's just in costume, which again, yeah, no, people, I forget. They I go to a fucking saying, dating auction in the exactly, in Batman and Robin. I remember people saying like, in regards to the Batman, they're like, it was kind of weird seeing like, him in crime scenes, you know, just like walking around with like other cops, just like because you only get that scene. in the in the bank scene in the Dark Knight. Well, I'm like, I'm like, you also you see that on a comic book page like all the time, and you don't think twice about it. Right. But it's like, yeah, in the real world, it's awkward, and it's like, and what I love about the Batman is it acknowledges that it's awkward as fuck. There's so many like weird silences and just like glances exchanged between him and the cops, like. When he first enters that first Riddler's crime scene, and the one guy's just like, boss, we really letting this guy in here? Like, this freak in here, whatever? And Pattinson doesn't say a fucking word to this dude, but again, it's part of the design of of the cow and everything. He just gives him this fucking look, like, really? Like, yeah. you, you want to get in my shit right now? Like, and he doesn't have to say anything. It's it's incredible. Dude. Yeah. How it's about great. I cut that fucking policeman's fund? How about I quit donating to shit? <laughs> right. And that's the one thing I did love is that 
we do with Batman Begins, we get a origin of both Batman and Bruce Wayne. But Bruce again, Wayne, he seems fully formed as this version of Bruce Wayne very quickly. Yes. Part of that is the Bruce Wayne montage, but that, I was going to say that's a thing I look forward to in the Reeves version. That's what I want. Is him yeah. beginning to negotiate, and I think you see the seeds of that sown in the Batman of him trying to figure out when is the best time to be Batman and when is the best time to be Bruce Wayne. What gets me further in whatever given situation. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to eventually realize, I got to play both angles of this. And him figuring out maybe the pitfalls of some of that, I think, could be a very interesting outing for two. Because we've never seen that. We've never seen an origin story for Bruce Wayne, not Batman. And that would be such an interesting reversal of, like, we're not going to show the origin for Batman in this incarnation. But we are going to show you the persona of Bruce Wayne that he's creating and this is how he goes about it. See, I like it. I like I the idea of like cool. this whole fun thing gets found out. Spoiler alert. Um, you know, whatever in the Batman. So who can come in and like kind of supplement that and revamp that and make it an actual thing that's regulated so that it's not just a huge money pit for the mob. Mr. Mr. Bruce Wayne. So he gets his name out there more. I would love it if the first hour of the next one is him in Batman outfits for like 10 minutes and it's just little bits of him at night and like maybe he's he's taking down a petty criminal and sees an advertisement for like himself on the TV and like the, you know, the storefront and they both kind of have a moment of like <laughs> this fucking guy, like Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne, look at this. They, and so he can have that release of like, I fucking hate doing this. I don't really want to be Bruce Wayne. I want to be the Batman so I can let that out of like me and this low life both are like this fucking dude, Bruce Wayne, like yeah. who is he? Like, you know, just to deal with that and to be building that up more, I think that would be I think the you way you also, go. Also, you gotta <clears throat> This is just me daydreaming while we're just playing around. To me, obvious interesting route to take. I don't know if you want to do it right off the bat. You gotta bring in another love interest. So that when Catwoman returns in three and the Joker and the Riddler are on the loose, there's also the tension of, hey, I thought we had something. Who's this Andrea Beaumont Oh yeah, you got hanging around with you? And then that sets up four where we do live action Mask of the Phantasm and we get your origin story that you wanted with him going out on his first night and the only woman who almost made him stop being Batman. Because Catwoman's never going to make him stop. No. So we get to tell that story finally on screen. That'd be great. Yeah. Do we, do we, now here's the thing. Do we bring back Vicky Vale at all? Why? <clears throat> well, here's the thing. <laughs> We've talked about Telltale, but in Telltale, Vicky Vale is a reporter. Mm-hmm. And she just so happens to be, spoiler for the video game you probably never played, she happens to be the leader of the Children of Arkham. This group oh, I of, know. Yeah, the, the group of people who were like, you know, fed up the Waynes weren't who you thought they were, which I loved that it pulled from some of the stuff that isn't movie lore. It pulls a lot of like, some of that has to be from the the recent Telltale games and, and comic books and all that. So I love that that angle of like, well, maybe these people aren't who you think they are. That gets pulled in there. Right. And I don't know why, but I don't remember fucking Totoro being advertised at all for this and anything I ever saw. They only really started showing him and, <clears throat> excuse me, started showing him in promos like 
right before the movie was coming right. out. There was the scene of him being escorted out of his own club where he's like, you really think you're going to scare me with that cape and cowl mm-hmm. or whatever? Something like that. Um, I thought everybody was great. I mean, we'll do, we can do a more in-depth Yeah, no, we'll do more in-depth I am that. curious what you thought of the, of Colin Farrell, though. I'll tell you this. Um, when we got done watching it, I was like, what'd you think of Colin Farrell? And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, that was Colin Farrell. No. I was like, the penguin was Colin Farrell. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought he looked, yeah, you thought he was just, yeah, no. I thought, I love that that's, that's one that I like. Like, do, do we see him in handcuffs? He's not, he's free to go he doesn't get like taken down oh no he's in the final montage of like things are going to get bad before they get you know right going to get a lot worse before they get better there's going to be a power vacuum blah 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 and you see him looking over the city and of course i don't i don't know if you've read this or not but he's getting his own hbo spinoff series good colin farrell as the penguin for see. a little and i well here's eight, what i eight like to ten episode miniseries i like that i like you know you, you you have to have another guy on the other side of things that's doing doing good and it's a Harvey Dent DA but he's got ties to the penguin it's like the penguin is the one fronting him and when Batman figures a secret out he gives him the chance of like I know you're not dirty dirty you haven't your your hands aren't bloody but the guy who's putting you on definitely is what are you going to do about it and Dent stake taking a stand against violence and all that, then the penguin has to say, okay, well, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to maim you and make sure that nobody knows they ever need to cross me again. And it's somehow the penguin is responsible for creating two face. That would be dope. And that get, that happens in the second one. You meant, I'm sorry. We've been all over the place Yeah, and we'll wrap up soon. I promise. But you mentioned you don't, you definitely don't want a sidekick of any kind. And I, I agree with you to a certain extent that I don't want one right away because I want more time with just just chilling with this version of the character and let him evolve a little bit more. But I do think it's never been it's it's kind of the final frontier that nobody's been able to nail in live action is to truly do a Robin mm-hmm. origin story of him taking a kid under his wing. And then, I mean, it's not like I expect Robert Pattinson to be making, you know, seven or eight of these. But it's like, I love this incarnation of the character so much. I'm like, this is the kind of thing where I'm like, you could do the Jason Todd arc and eventually build to Red Hood. You could do, you know, Dick Grayson becoming Nightwing. You could you could start with a kid younger and build him up. You could do... Um, Carrie Kelly from Dark Knight, you like you could fuck around with it and bring in a female Robin or I think would you any do? number of things. But I, I think I'll give you this. Whoever finally nails that that in the same way that I'm like we're getting so many things I've always wanted to see from the character on the big screen. That kind of to me is the last thing. If somebody could do it right, that is such a huge part of the character that kind of gets left by the wayside outside of the comic books and the animated series because I think people have a weird time navigating it, but I, I think people got scared off by the Schumacher movies. Yeah. And I'm like, 
We just need to do it again. Because Rise is like pussyfooting around it. Just really, if at the end of the day, it just felt like such a tease. Right. Especially because I love JGL so much. I was like, I get him to that point earlier. And I get that, like, no, what it was really setting up was he's going to be the next Batman. It was, he's going to take over that mantle. It's not, yeah. I'm going to be, you're going to be my sidekick, you right. know? So I do think there's room to do that. And I think Reeves could make it work in his universe. I think if you start Another little off, orphan kid, man. No, no, no. Like, yeah, yeah, like, so, like, one of the things that, like, Bruce Wayne, to, like, boost the public image, besides, like, refunding, like, this this fun thing for people and, like, getting it on the straight and narrow, is that he's going to start putting more money into the arts and stuff like that. And one of the things he loved as a kid, one of the things that he was with his parents at before they died was the circus. So he funds that to come in town and make a big spectacle of it. And for whatever reason, what happens to the Graysons happens, not, not, you know, two face does it, not whatever. It's truly like, um, like the mob still around. So it's, uh, you can be connected to penguin. The promoter, the, the penguin is the one that's putting it on. And in public, Bruce Wayne is like, you know, this he's a businessman he's going to help us we're going to do this but in private he's building a case of like fuck this guy and because whoever comes in with the circus maybe still owes oswald some money maybe a certain wire gets cut and bam what happens to the graysons happens and so you have that at the beginning and you have bits and pieces of him doing what he can to try and like you know help dick grayson along along and the movie will end with him eventually like okay i am bruce wayne now i figured that part of myself out you know and i'm doing this thing with batman but like i don't know how much longer i could do this by myself i'm getting my ass kicked out here so it ends with like a teenage not a little boy but not a grown man a teenaged 15 16 year old whatever dick grayson finally deciding all right i'll take this billionaire dude up on his offer and i'll come to i'll come and live with him And it just ends with him showing up at the house. Here's the thing. And I feel kind of bummed that he's already cast as a different role. But by perfect casting for like kid that he takes under his wing with him would be Barry Keegan. Who's playing the Joker already. But I'm like, I can see, dude, these two like youngish dudes living in this giant mansion together. Just like going out and like kicking ass at night. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I... I think there's a way to do it and make the Robin character totally work. Yeah, because that was my one problem with with Forever was that it had that that crux of like, oh, well, if you'd have just been there, if you'd have shown up, right. my family wouldn't be dead. And he's like, Bruce Wayne could have saved your parents. He would have. I like, that's the thing I can appreciate about like the Titan show and other iterations is Robin becoming Robin is nothing to do with Bruce Wayne. Right. And it's him physically, tangibly getting a chance to like make sure that what happened to him doesn't happen to anybody. Not by pummeling somebody, not by throwing him in jail, but like using the one thing his parents left him. You know, you save one child, you can save them all, Uh that kind of thing. And, you know, that aspect of it, I think, I think there's a lot there you can mine, especially if you set it up subtly. It's not a huge thing. It's something that happens. You have beats with him as Bruce Wayne signing checks, making sure 
things are going to take care of this kid. Maybe he meets him and apologizes for what happened. He's like, you know, I just wanted to bring the circus to town. You know, I don't know what happened. You know, when the investigation's over with and they see what happens, if there's any any malfeasance or whatever, I'll bring whoever it is to justice. I'm so sorry. Bits in there. And finally, the end is, okay, well, how about you, you know, how about you come and stay with me? Just for a little bit to see if you like it. But that's because as Bruce Wayne, he's gotten to see what this sidekick is into and can do. Yeah. Like, you know, he does... He is physically fit. He is acrobatic. He does have a little bit of like a hothead streak, more of a, and so go with me here through learning from him. Bruce Wayne gains a partner. Batman gains a partner to fight crime at night, but Bruce Wayne learns how to be like Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, like cool Bruce Wayne that fucking loves cars and like is like kind of fast and loose with women and has this arrogance. He learns that by like getting to see the childhood he didn't get to have because even though that's kind of happening with Robin, quote unquote, here, Bruce Wayne's interceding to make sure that it's not so terrible. So the kid is sad. His parents are gone, but he's still like checking out girls, loves hot rod, like loves cars, loves, you know, action, getting into trouble, whatever. And like, there's a mutual bond there. I don't know who the hell you get to play the kid. And I hope that nobody involved with the, the production hears this and then steals our idea. So we'll copyright that now. Again, but, I don't know if I want it from the next one, but maybe the next next no, one. No, no, you sow the seeds now. Yeah. And then, like, you, you beat on it later. Because imagine Catwoman comes back and like, wait, you got this fucking kid living with you? Like, what the hell? Or you just have a Robin out there kicking ass who has his own origin story and has already been through all of this, and they just bump into each other one night because they're going after the same person. And it's like, hey, who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, he or he was, or it's year three now, and he's like, yeah, I was inspired by you when we first started hearing about it. After I saw what you, how you saved the city in the wake of the flood and everything, I decided, like, I want to be like you. So I started going out at night. And, you know, he just stumbles across him. Well, your but, parents, oh, they died in the flood. Oh, okay. You could rewrite it that way. That's you don't have to time. go with the, the straight up, ac- you know, the acrobatic origin. It's always mm-hmm. been a nice, like, part of it. You, you can even skip that. You can go to fucking Jason Todd breaking into his shit. You know? Yeah. Like, just do that. Start from there. Why not? That'd be or better. Could, or you could just scratch both of them and bring in my favorite. Tim Mr. Drake. Tim Drake. Oh, yeah. Red Robin. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Still my favorite. He's the most chill, the least angsty. Because Dick, of course, I love from the animated series, but then when he becomes Nightwing, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. Like, a lot of the time. But I like their back and forth between each other. Jason Todd just sucks in general. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Tim. I was trying to think, yeah, Tim Drake. I was like, do we get to... Yeah, Tim, Tim Drake does show chill. up. He yeah. does show up in, in <laughs> Titans. Like, if you want to skip and just watch the third season, that's all you got. You got... um. Yeah, Deathstroke in there, and it's uh, it's what's his face. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Richie Valens' brother, that guy. He's also in Ozark. Oh, okay. He's Richie. Death- yeah, he's Deathstroke <laughs> in the Titan show. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not Joe Manganiello. No, but you know who where Joe Manganiello shows up, Noah? Where? He plays a cop in the ER. <laughs> Just FYI. All right. Is that where we want to leave it? Do we, we have can. any final thoughts on this? Was kind of a short two. Do you want to rank but... rank them 
now the like, whole franchise no, or no, no, just the, the just Batman the three themselves? the three we watched who what would you recommend people go see first and then like what should they check out and check out later like where do you I mean everybody's already seen <laughs> all of these I'm okay, sure you're a 12 year old kid you've never seen any other Batman movie the, the Batman's about to come out on HBO Max but you realize wait a minute there's other Batman titles right what are you having them watch before they watch the Batman that's an interesting question because it's like yeah do I do I love the Batman so much because it's new and because of what it does and doesn't do similar to those other ones and right. like if you don't have the comparison does it play the same like, right well um i guess there's the question of like is this iteration of batman a little bit of a tough sell if it's your first time out which i think has been an interesting thing to see with all of the um marketing around it right because it's just like it's a slow brooding three-hour mystery crime drama thriller and they're then they have commercials where it's like chase down the penguin and bad action and blah 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 and it's like oh, a i love the toy the, the day after it, i saw it i had to go look at the toys in target i was like oh, fuck yeah man i really like I'm, I'm looking for one that has like the right kind of articulation and everything but i do want a patents and batman i really want one i think it looks so cool agreed I'm just, you know, putting that out there. Birthdays in October. You know, you don't have to get me the $125, um, like, master version that they have for McFarlane Toys. You don't have to do that. Okay. But uh, If I can find you a Batman suit, would you like that? You know, you know, I'm big into clothes. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yes. If you could find me this exact outfit, that would be great. Uh, I'm going to get you the one he wears to the funeral. Sure. The suit. Well, no, it's just like, get, get me the big puffy, the thing that he wears when he has the armor underneath it, when he, like I said, when he looks like he's in good time. Like, yeah. Yeah. The big puffer jacket. Let me get that. And the eyeshadow. That was my favorite. Just watch it. Like, the one scene where they're just, they're shooting at him, and it's just, it's just flying off of him, because there's not a lot of that in any other movies, you know, to the, you know, to this point, like the whole body armor thing in the first one he's like he's wearing body armor you know like that yeah. thing um i do just want to I, I do love michael keaton when you want to get nuts jack let's get nuts <laughs> like that that takes the cake so yeah definitely i say just go in chronological order see where you started see where here's you restarted the thing. i here's the thing where i think now. they all have merit Oh yeah, that's all, the thing. Yeah, I don't think there is even even Batman and Robin, which I think will un, inarguably be the bottom of the barrel for most people. I think is one of the best worst movies ever made. It's yeah. so entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think they all have merit. I think for me and what I like in the character, like I said, this is my favorite live action version of him thus far. I love the aesthetic of this Gotham. I love the supporting cast. I love this take on Batman. I love the fact that everything's a little more lo-fi, and it's like it somehow is even more grounded than the Nolan oh, version. Oh yeah, especially with the 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 uh, wingsuit that yeah. like fucks up because it's like yeah, you're not gonna be able to just. And I like, I like this movie. Like, it does have a sense of humor as well. Like, the oh, yeah. moments are not as often as maybe. You know, again, I said surprisingly going back to the Nolan one, I was like, oh yeah, there's a lot more like just, you know, 
moments for the theater to be like, ha ha, yeah. which you don't get like that kind of shit as much in the Batman, but the little tiny bits. And it's a lot of like the Gordon interaction and then like bits with the penguin where he's waddling at the end, of yeah. the, you know, oh, world's greatest detective. You don't yeah. know about your, your Spanish, you yeah. up on your Spanish. shit like that. Like yeah, that oh yeah. When they it. left, when they left him there, and he's just like, he's "Are you wa- fucking kidding?" Yeah, and he's waddling off. Cause yeah, he's cuffed together. Great shit. That car chase, man. My God. Oh yeah. Another one going back to the the tumbler. In Batman Begins, kind of whatever, and then when you get to Dark Knight, you're like, "Oh, us oh, coolest fucking thing ever." Yeah. <laughs> when it becomes the Batpod, still one of the. That was one of the wildest moments ever in a theater. Oh, God, like, yeah. Well, that whole sequence, but particularly that moment, I remember when you're just like, oh, damn, dude, the thing's wrecked. Like, okay, cut. We'll have another set piece. Like, you'll have to track them down later or whatever. And it's like, nope. Still in the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great stuff. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm at with it. I know a lot of people thought maybe it was a little hyperbolic, and I did want to go watch it again immediately afterwards but i i was so over the moon for it the first time but after a second time and i again i i cannot wait for it to be on hbo i think it's april 19th or something like that yeah coming up just a couple weeks away uh yeah i said we watch that again and then we get we try to get yeah we'll try and get the the brothers on here to do a franchise as a whole so yeah this was a more truncated uh two by two yeah for this month but you know, a lot of bad content. Yeah. So we figured we'd throw our two cents in. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, do we have picks for next time? Do we want to float a theme and reconvene? What do you think? Well, I know we just did them, but do we want to? Do we want to honor a great and uh, do a Bruce Willis theme one? Like I know we just did time travel sci-fi with Lupa, but like, do we want to do one for him or no? What what is aphasia? Yeah, aphasia. What is it? Cognitive, like you you can't remember, you can't communicate. You're slowly going to start to be able to like just not be aware. It's not full on dementia. It's not full on like uh, Alzheimer's. It's just you cognitive. It's not that you lose your memories. It's just you you lose the ability to cognitively correlate. Gotcha. Yeah. But I don't know if that's too soon. Maybe like we wait and we we save that for like, you know, I don't know. But it's just, I, I read the article mom said and I was like, damn, man, that's, that does suck. that's rough. Yeah, especially when we were talking trash about him the other I night know, at dinner. Man, where I we're so like, yeah, he just does like, all these movies, just fucking paycheck actor. He'll do anything for a million dollars. It's like, well. He was aware enough to know that maybe that was coming down the pike. So good on him. Yeah. Um. I would be down for a Willis tribute, but it can't be anyone it. we've talked about. But we did just do. We've done, so he's been featured on here in Looper and Color of Night. Have we done any other Willis movies? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so either. So do we want to do like deep pulls, like ones nobody would think of? I mean, I don't know how deep you're talking about. I had one that jumped to mind. What's that? Twelve Monkeys, just because I haven't seen it in forever. Yeah, I was thinking like. Um, not 12. What's the other one? Last Man Standing? The Western? Is that a Walter Hill movie? Yeah. It's like a it's like a 20s, 30s Western. Christopher Walken? And uh, Michael Imperioli, I think. Is I've that. never seen it. 
You so never I'm have? Like, no. Oh, yeah. It's it's one of those. It, you could argue that it's like it's like Good and Bad and the Ugly or like for Fistful of Dollars, but like in a modern setting in the 20s, okay. you know? All right. I haven't seen it in years. I'm, I haven't, I, I've never seen it, so perfect. perfect yeah, let's candidate. do that. All right. So Last Man Standing and... 12 Monkeys. 12 but monkeys. you're not allowed to talk about La Jete for like a half hour on the episode, okay? Just I won't. Get it I won't out say your a word. All right. I was going to say that at Last Boy Scout, but... Last Boy Scout is on HBO Max right now. But it's also literally within the last month that has been covered by The Rewatchables, which is on the Ringer Network, and they just did it on We Hate Movies. And that's a Tony Scott so, joining it. It is. We'll no, save we that don't for need to, the Great Scots. Whenever we, we get that we one off the ground. We do need to do Great Scots. Yeah, eventually. we'll get that off the ground. Yes. Okay. Speaking of that, Raised by Wolves. Dope, right? Like Season two? Yeah. Yeah. Did we Are talk we about, about TV now? Did we talk about this already on... on on camera, on mic. No, I mean I have a laundry list of what okay. I've been watching and other stuff. No, no, I just I talked, I texted you, and I was like, I went back and looked at like what was going on with that, and like Mithras, the cult of Mithras, and all that, and and like what they found in you know ancient Rome, and that just made me appreciate more of the myth that you get because their arguments like, well, what if it wasn't Christianity, it was Mithras, like what was going to be Christianity before Christianity showed up on the, on the planet. It was more than likely going to be the cult of Mithras that we're talking about now. What if that was the thing that everybody threw their religion into Christianity was just one of these other, you know, crackpot theory right. things. So I like that that is where they based all of their backstory and lore on the, you know, cause soul does get co-opted into the, the cult of Mithras and you have that versus, you know, complete atheism. Like, you know, yeah, it uh for a little bit I thought we were getting into like Westworld season two and three know, territories right? for a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's not a good thing. Um, but then it really turned a corner in the back half of the season, particularly around like episode five. Yeah. Um basically when uh was it Ren, the uh the daughter android. Oh, no. Fuck no, dude. That's yeah. but no, the episode where she like comes back yes. after they have cut her face off and everything and she basically just like goes hog wild on all of Mithraic. Um that is when I was like, oh I'm I'm back in and then the back half of that season is just batshit thing after batshit thing. And it did finally start to get back, you know, it has those moments in it where I'm just like no other show is is getting to like this theme or this concept right. or this like existential crisis type thought or some like you know new type of perception i haven't thought of before and it's like sometimes there's some goofy wonky shit around it but like it's just doing shit that no other show is because it has the to money right to now. and it wants to like that's i love it i also felt like the budget was a little like what happened here in a few episodes but then again by the back half of the season i'm like that eh, there's know. where the money went yeah yeah so uh but yeah huge recommend for that um, I already mentioned to you earlier, but Severance, if you're looking for a new uh, yeah, sci-fi theme show, uh, one of my new favorites. Very, very good. And, of course, we got Atlanta back, so I'm sure we'll... We definitely need to do a... Let's do a TV catch-up We soon. need to do a TV catch-up soon, because, you know to what, be quite how honest, how like, not, we, not really much going on on the movie front right now. Well, how about this? How about when we when we come to... Because we, we, we're going to start working on our new, new Summers in the ER show. Yes. Let's use that as a, like, we'll catch up with TV before we get into that episode. 
thing. For sure. That that seems like a perfect way to, to get in there. All right. So do you want to do the outro in, in your best Batman voice? Or you don't think you can, like... Which Batman voice are we doing? I don't know. Whichever one you want. Okay. Can you oh, do that? Can you One do of my favorite. That's the question. Oh, I don't know if I can. But uh, I was just I just wanted to throw out a few while we're at it. But uh, my favorite, pro- one of my favorite deliveries from the Batman, and it's like when I need to go and like find the Pattinson version or where it's different mm-hmm. from Christian Bale. It's um, when they're like, you don't want to get blood on that suit, do you? Mine or yours? <laughs> that shit. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so. It's just like mine or yours. Like he's such a prick when he does it. It's yeah. so funny to me. But yeah. Yeah. That he just that again he just goes light with her. You got a lot of cats. Yeah, that's maybe a little too soft. You got a lot of cats. Yeah, that's just, so like it's so just like chill and matter of fact. I'm like, dude, you hit the right perfect note of it. And when he has to get animated, he can do it. But yeah, you won't be remembered. Yeah, you're crazy. Yes, <laughs> it's so good, man. I loved it. Um. But oh my god, there was a there was a bail delivery that had me dying earlier today. I watched Batman Begins earlier today. I'm trying to remember, Kevin, and they opened their podcast apps. They read the episode description. They chose to download it. They knew what they were getting themselves in for. <laughs> I say, let them listen. <laughs>